0: of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am going to be flying solo here to break down an exciting and excellent 134-122 to 122 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, this is a Sports Ethos show. I want to remind you guys, listeners, Please take a moment to follow at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at ethos fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. But uh, yeah, a great win here for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Impressive, man. Good from the start, uh, good competitive game. I know uh, Trey, who's not on with me now, but I know you're both pretty high on the Wolves, uh, the T-Wolves, before coming into the season, and they proved it, man. They're, they are a good team. Anthony Edwards had a really, uh, really, really solid first half for them. Uh, Towns, uh, quiet, a bit of a quiet game, but he uh, he balled out. He did what he had to do. Uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, had a little bit of ups and downs, but uh, played well, I thought. Of course, Patrick Beverly got a little chippy, uh, as he does most times. But uh, a nice, nice team win. I thought the ball movement in general in this game was just uh, like leaps and bounds ahead of what other games have looked like uh, ball was really popping. The bulls were getting to their spots and, and, and the ball was just finding them, man. It was really impressive to see. I know they had, um, what was it here? They had three assists in the first three minutes of the game here. Let's see what they ended with here. Um, ended up with uh, 32 assists. Which actually is what the Timberwolves ended up with as well. So uh, didn't necessarily win that battle, but uh Io had ten assists, which is fantastic to see. Uh those numbers have been down for a little bit for him. He had forty-two minutes tonight. Um turned the ball over only once. So, you know, again, just solid point guard minutes from him. Let me not uh sell this short though. This was uh two guys that really balled out in this game for us to to help us make this a really solid victory. Obviously Kobe White uh is one. He just caught fire I think it was the end of the third. Maybe they're getting the fourth uh, in the end of the game here. Caught fire from three, uh, ended up six of 10 from downtown. Obviously, that's just incredible. You can't expect that every single game. But, uh, man, he could not miss. Every time he put the ball up, you're just like, we're holding your breath. And I just went nuts that last one that he hit. So um, really good to see him doing that as well. Only one assist, but that's not what we need Kobe to do. We need him to score the basketball 22 points. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking for. I'm hoping from the average, you know, somewhere between 16, 18, that would be freaking excellent if he could do that for us that's his role come off the bench put up points when uh you know Zach Levine's not out there when DeMar DeRozan's not out there uh even when those guys are out there just be be a weapon uh on the offensive end and he really came through and, and did a great job with that tonight obviously I uh think the other guy obviously Jamonte Green um, and some you know news on Javante Green, I haven't seen anything just yet. Um, I'll be looking for it while, while I'm talking to you guys here. But uh, he did fall on his face and, and, and wrist, it looked like, a little bit there at the end on that last dunk. Um, but he did tie a career high here with 23 points, I believe it was. Let me see here. Where is he? Javante Green. Yep, 23 points. Uh, 10 of 13 from the field, obviously. Most of those were dunks. Uh, just getting to uh, – he had three or four from beyond the arc too, though. Don't sell too short uh, here, Keith. But um, – just getting to the seams of that defense and finding that the open areas, man, that it was just incredible to see. He, he was, uh, the peak, form of Javante Green that we need on this team uh, if he's going to continue to play big minutes for us uh, in the absence of Patrick Williams. I'm hoping Patrick Williams is, you know, on the sidelines there watching this and, and you know, hope, hopefully he's taking notes and seeing what he's doing on the offensive end to be impactful without having the ball in his hands to, you know, find the open spots, to be that, le- you know, that lever, escape lever for DeMar DeRozan or Vucevic, uh, you know, when they get in trouble or to just, you know, get into the seams of the defense down low on that baseline, work that baseline, and uh, be a real power forward. I mean, that's what power forwards are supposed to do, and that's, that's what he did tonight. So really excellent to see. Uh, only had four rebounds and assists, but it uh, doesn't matter. He had 23 points, so a great game from him. Another guy I want to shout out though that had a really positive and good game tonight was Tony Bradley. Um, really, really positive minutes from him. You know, if we can get this from Tony Bradley every night, then uh, he can be that backup that we that we're all wanting. He only played 13 minutes, so I'm not gonna like go overboard here. Uh, only two points, but uh, four rebounds, two offensive rebounds. Uh, that's the real. Big thing here. Two two extra positions he gained for us and two blocks and just solid defense all around uh, whenever he was in there. So uh, hats off to Tony Bradley. If he can keep that up, he can definitely... I do think the Bulls are going to add a big body, but I think he can definitely be that third big, uh, you know, in case our, our our backup bit goes down, uh break open in case of emergency. Maybe he gets five to ten minutes uh, in a game that we need, you know, some extra size, and that's the kind of rollout and vision for him at this point. And uh, if he plays it like he did tonight, man, that's great. We'll take that all day. Um, Matt Thomas didn't play. Uh, a little bit surprising. He's been, you know, playing uh, minutes in the last several games for us. And we're down big bodies, obviously. Uh starters just ran a lot. I mean DeMar had thirty-eight minutes, uh Javante 31. Uh that's a bit more for Javante than we're used to seeing. Uh, but he was just on, so maybe that's why. 35 for uh Nikola Vucevic, uh 37-ish for Zach Levine, uh 42 for Io again, uh 29 almost for Kobe White. So just giving Those top six, six, seven guys, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six guys, uh, all the minutes they can handle really playing some Toronto Raptors type of rotations here. Tony Brown Jr. or Troy Brown Jr. only got uh, about 11 minutes. Malcolm Hill got four minutes. Tony Bradley got 13-ish minutes. Uh, No Tyler Cook, no Alfonso McKinney, no Matt Thomas. So just sitting all those guys that we... Um, basically signed during our hardship here and, uh, and send them to longer term contracts, which uh, I'm okay with, man. It looked a lot better out there. Uh, Obviously you can't do that every single game In games that we're playing against weaker opponents. You're going to hope to get those guys some more minutes uh, and everything like that, but going back to Javante green. um, Yeah. Went up for a dunk on that, uh, you know, that last, Basket uh, scored his 23rd point, tied his career high. I'm sure he was hoping to stay in and, and do more damage, but uh, had to come out because he fell uh, pretty badly. I mean, I, I gasped. I, you know, I, I know Stacey and Adam just kept the you know kept the broadcast going, which uh, you know they're professionals. That's what they got to do. But man, I was like uh, in shock there because he fell pretty darn hard. And I'm hoping he didn't hurt his wrist. That would just be uh, that would just like. It would just fit the season, right? Because that just seems to happen it has seemed to happen to us every single freaking game almost. But uh yeah, it's uh hopeful that he is okay. Uh I'm actually gonna search him right now just to see if there's any kind of update, because I am really hopeful because he is so key to what we're doing, and that's gonna be big news if he estimates to miss any time. Um I don't see anything just yet. But I will keep my eyes and ears glued. Uh, keep you know, follow our our uh, Twitter at Ethos Bulls, and uh, we'll we'll post something there if something does drop. Uh, probably uh, well shit <laughs> if it turns out it's going to be out for a while. Pardon my French, uh, but yeah, that would be a huge loss because the bulls are just so so short on size, uh, which is why I do think that they're going to add a big in the buyout market. I know Trey and I talked about that in our last episode uh, where we went over the trade deadline and also some uh, top buyout candidates. So go listen to that if you haven't yet. But, uh, no, solid, solid win against a solid, solid team. Uh, the Wolves are nothing to, to sneeze at. I believe they're still above five hundred. Let me see. Let me check their record real quick. Uh, they are, yep, a couple games above five hundred. Twenty 29 29-27. Uh, having a good season, man. Uh, decent team. They aren't bad. Uh, no reason to, you know, take these guys lightly. The Bulls did not. Bulls came out firing. Um, I want to say I'm not looking yet. I'm going to guess. I bet the Bulls shot, like, from the field. Let me see here. Whoa, whoa. Okay, whoa. Wow, 63% from the field. Uh, Okay, Uh, that's a lot higher than I thought it would be. Um, 63% from the field is insane. Uh, Obviously not something we can always hope on. But here's the thing, guys. If you're just a box score watcher, um, you know, you look at something like this, you say, oh, that's not sustainable. There's no way they should shoot 63% again. The reason that 63% is because a lot of the the Bulls' shots were coming at the rip. Like, it wasn't like, you know, we were taking mid-range. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was taking mid-range jumpers, and he's just insane at it, and I'll talk about that in a little bit too. But for the most part, man, it was like guys were just, you know, getting to the basket, getting dunks. It was transition buckets. It was, you know, uh, just it wasn't necessarily uh, something where, you know, they're taking shots that are, that are low quality shots or, or shots that are, you know, uh, difficult to, to, uh, to get off. Let's see our points in the paint were 56 of our, our points or points in the paint, which actually is kind of low, honestly, because we scored a hundred and what 34. So I actually expected that to be a little higher, but, um, so the bull shot ex- extremely well, that's basically what I'm trying to say. 15 fast break points for us, 16 for them, uh, pretty even all around on that, on that front, uh, but, uh, yeah, it just seemed like the defense on both sides was uh, a little lacking, to say the least. Uh, still a problem that the Bulls have. Uh, I do think the effort on the defensive end, though, over the last couple of games has been better. I am not as upset as I was when I did that little rant episode. Uh, go listen to that if you want to have, have a quick laugh. But, um, no, it's it's been better. Uh there are still times when there's a lot of miscommunication on the floor and you know, somehow someone on the other team is just left completely wide open and that's frustrating. Uh, it seems to mostly in, be involved Zach Levine, uh, which is unfortunate to say, I, I do love Zach Levine. I think he's an excellent offensive player. I do think he, uh, I won't call him a defensive liability. He has defensive value. He's a ball Hawk. We saw that on team USA. He, can do that. He can really hassle a ball handler, but when he's off ball, yeah, he just loses his man. He loses, he turns his head, uh, isn't right in the, in the right position. Uh, doesn't really understand rotations. sometimes it seems like, uh, and he seems to want to blame whoever else is, is involved in that rotation, which is, it's just not a good look. Even if you are right and that person's wrong and they didn't, you know, rotate to the, to your man or, or, or whatever, uh, you don't want to call it a teammate, especially in the middle of a game, and uh, you know I hope I hope he cools that. I hope he just keeps a level head. Um, Zach Levine, just to talk about him a little bit. He was holding uh, or grimacing a little bit after a dunk in the third quarter. I don't think he's a hundred percent. I still think he's like eighty-five uh, percent. I'm still taking a, an eighty-five Zach Levine, eighty-five uh, percent Zach Levine on this team right now, because uh, Bulls just desperately need him. Man, it is just um, rough without Lonzo Ball, without. Uh, Alex Caruso uh, without Patrick Williams. We need all the talent and all the athleticism we can get. So uh, even though he's not exactly 100%, I'm glad he's playing through it uh, because I don't think the Bulls win like this game. I just don't think the bulls win this game, even though he didn't have a particularly good game. I just think he, him being out there, even as a decoy uh, is beneficial. He was five or 14 from the field. One of six from downtown's. so didn't shoot the ball. Well, one of three from the line, which is, uh, you know, that's definitely out of character. Six assists though, four rebounds, uh, four turnovers, which is, you don't like to see that 12 points. So just a rough game for Zach Levine. Uh, again, don't think he's a hundred percent, but I'm still taking him out there. Um, still think he gave some quality stuff there that we needed. So, uh, don't mind it at all. Uh, Vucevic, eleven of fourteen from the field, <laughs> incredible. I mean, all these all these headlines. You know, I told you the Bulls shot over sixty percent from the field for the game, so they're all going to be a little insane. But eleven of fourteen for Vuce, uh, twenty six points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Flirted a little bit with a triple double, but yeah, I knew he was going to have a big game. Uh, Towns, Carl Anthony Towns, um, bless his soul. He's a very talented, uh, gifted player, but his defense is uh, is suspect to say the least. And uh, Vuc was uh, Vuce was taking advantage. Man, Vuce was taking advantage of any switches that were happening if you got a little guy in the post you know early in the season we were seeing that happen and he wasn't able to take advantage and over the last you know i don't know 12 games 13 14 games he has just something's clicked and he's starting to play like the old vooch and he's playing like we thought he would play and this is the guy we we went out to try to get i I don't expect him to shoot 79 percent from the field like he did tonight um, he didn't get his double double, which is kind of surprising. He only got eight rebounds, but that's that's not too surprising considering the Bulls shot over sixty percent and the, the the Wolves shot fifty percent for themselves. So, uh, just not a lot of rebounds to be had. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass on that little New Year's resolution I gave for him on the double double because uh, who cares? I mean, like, he did everything he could. This was definitely not a bad game for him. It was a, a very good game for him. Um, DeMar DeRozan, man. Can I just say uh so DeMar DeRozan uh there's only four guys in the NBA that are uh averaging over 27, 27 or more points per game, 5 or more rebounds per game or 5 and 5 or more assists per game. So 27 5 and 5 points, rebounds, assists. I think you can probably guess three of those guys uh and if you can't they are Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And obviously DeMar DeRozan's the other guy I'm talking about here. He's the fourth guy. Uh that is Absolutely elite company, uh, which is what this graphic I'm looking at says. In the header, I'm going to give them credit from NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, absolute elite company there. Uh, this is uh, MVP run for sure. Uh, I mean, you can say you know Kevin Durant, LeBron James, yeah, you'd have to think those guys are in the MVP chatter when they're healthy. Because uh, Kevin Durant's not healthy right now, but at any point in the season, any season, any given season, DeMar DeRozan's right there, man. He is right there with these guys. He's a few points behind all of them, um, a few rebounds behind also, and you know maybe about an assist behind. So he's like a tear down. He's not going to win MVP. I don't think any of us really think that's going to happen. But just being in that conversation, this this has been an incredible, incredible, incredible season for him. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't I don't think the Bulls are going to win a championship for it. But. Uh, you know, which is unfortunate. I, I don't know if you can call that a wasted year though. I, I think he's having a lot of fun. I think the bulls are going to make some waves. Um, I'm hoping they win a playoff series. That's my goal for them. It's been my goal from the beginning of the season. Um, not expecting much beyond that, but if they do, and I think they could, you know, that, that's a big win. And I think you consider that a win, even if you don't win a ship. I mean, only one out of 30, team- teams wins a championship. Uh, if you go into a a season expecting that to happen, uh, Lakers fans. <laughs> it's a, it's just not. You're you're just bound to be upset, and 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 <laughs> I mean, there's a very low chance that that's going to happen. Uh, guaranteed. I mean, there's just no guarantees in life. Uh, I think the Suns, though, maybe they went to this thinking that they're going to win a championship, and they might have something there. But uh, you know, you never know. If someone gets hurt, you just you just never know what's going to happen. So the Bulls just need to stick around, add some talent, add some add some size. They need to add that big guy uh and just see what happens man stick around see what happens cuz you know that that trade deadline's passed we're not getting another big name another big guy to join this i don't think we needed one i think it was fine that we stood pat at the at the trade deadline uh i know some people are saying we fell backwards in the standings kind of from it but i just don't i don't think that's true i think it's uh hard to say that when the team was only healthy for like you know what 20 games not even 20 games fully health healthy so um yeah, let's let's see what we got, man. I mean, when we were healthy, we were uh, top five offense, top five defense. That's what uh, Arturo said, and uh, I agree with them. So, yeah, I, I, I you know I know this. Um, I don't think that flies in the face of anything I said. I wanted them to add somebody at the trade deadline. I don't know if that was clear, but uh, I never expected them to do it. It's not like something I was like, oh, they have to do this, or else they're going to you know, not do as well as I want them to do. I, I, I never said that. I never believed that. It's just something I wanted. I wanted them to add a big body. I think they still can. I, I think uh, I've always said the buyout market was probably the most likely for that to happen. And so that can still happen uh standings the Bulls are now a game behind the Miami Heat there in third uh Cavaliers who also won tonight are a game behind the Miami Heat as well um Cavaliers played those new look Indiana Pacers and the Pacers gave them a bit of a scare but the Cavs pulled it out in the end they won to about like 10 points or something like that um Pacers had a 47 point first quarter and then uh, I wouldn't say that. they cooled off a bit and uh yeah, just, just what, what could be expected. The Bucks are a game and a half behind the Heat, so just a half a game behind the Bulls. And the uh, Sixers are a game and a half behind the Bulls uh, and two and a half behind the Miami Heat. And then you got the Toronto Raptors wrapping up the top six, and they're four games behind the Miami Heat. Uh, Celtics are also looking strong. I love that addition of Derek White. They're only four and a half games behind. They're sitting at seventh. Uh, then you kind of have a drop-off there. Uh, the Nets, uh, they will come up. Once they get uh, Ben Simmons back and up to speed and everything like that, but they got they got to hurry up and get that done, man. They don't have a lot of room here. They're six and a half games behind the Heat, sitting in eighth place, and uh, they got to build some chemistry between Simmons and and uh, you know Durant if he's healthy. They got to get Durant back to even really be be a really good team. And uh, Kyrie's there. Um, yeah, a lot of question marks there, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a the chance where they put it all together and they climb in the standings, but. I just don't know if that. I don't know if it happens this year. I think it was a good move for them, for them, just based on what I heard about Harden and and you know how much of a problem he had with the other two stars there. Just don't think there's any way in in the world that works out. It makes a lot of sense now. Um. Well. Maybe not. <laughs> Anyways, I'll shut up about the, the Brooklyn Nets. You guys are here for Bulls stuff. You guys aren't here for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but they are They are important to talk about because the Bulls are in the same conference, obviously. Um, but, yeah, uh, excellent ball movement tonight. Uh, Vooch finishing at the rim. Awesome. Uh, there was a beautiful ATO after timeout play. Uh, with seven minutes left in the first of Javante Green to open three. I, was just, I believe Donovan did a fantastic job there. Yeah. Um, Javante Green had nine of the first 19 points tonight, fighting the seams of the defense. I'm just going through my notes here. Kobe White uh, had that re- – oh, yeah, at the end of the first, he had that rebound uh, off a miss, and I think there was about one second off the shot clock. He had the presence of mind to wrap his arms around and and do, and and do shoot the ball as he was rebounding. It was like a really weird circus shot that went in. That was really cool. Um, Tony Bradley looks like he's playing for his job, two blocks off of rebounds, uh, two blocks and an offensive rebound in the first five minutes of his playing time. So he, I know I told you guys his um, – uh stat line at the end there but he did most of that work in the first five minutes so he was impactful in very few minutes there um oh yeah i loved javante green some more love for javante green he uh i love how he ran through carl anthony towns on a screen as if he was like a football player trying to like run through the offensive line and to get to the quarterback like that and, and i know they said it in the broadcast too but i totally agree stacy said it i think um that basically, you know, what that does is it sends a message to the screener. It's like, hey, if you are gonna set these hard screens, you are gonna expect to get punished. Um, it's a little bit of a of a of a mental game there, and I like it. I am all for that, man, because uh, you know we've seen what happens when uh, the bulls just sit back and let you know these big guys just just get you know get these screens off and get their guards freed. and uh, I was just it's it's horrifying, horrible to watch. But I love that Javante Green was just trying to get through that screen so bad that he actually ran over Khronte Towns. That called for a foul, which he should have. It was a foul. But uh, I, I like that strategy. Um, yeah, Zach Levine's struggling. Uh, he wasn't really needed tonight, though. That's the other thing. I mean, he, he had a concerted effort to get Booch the ball. Butch, they were getting Booch the ball a lot. He had probably, um, let's see, I haven't looked at his usage, but I'm sure it's a lot higher than his season average, to be honest with you guys, because they were looking to attack them in the paint. Let me see here. Vooch had a usage of 21.3, actually. That's lower than I would have thought it would have been. So, never mind. But uh, it, it seemed more like they were, they were trying to get him the basketball. So, I wasn't concerned about it. But uh, yeah, it does look like Zach Levine isn't exactly 100%. Um, the defense communications I already talked about. Levine once he got the dunk I already talked about. Uh, oh, yeah. Io. Io. Let me talk a little bit about Io to Um obviously I told you about the tennisist, but, uh, there was a play that I thought really showcased his strength, uh, where it was like somewhere, somewhere near the end of the third where Anthony Edwards, who had been tearing us up and just driving the ball with brute force and, and laying it up over people. And Io reached in and, and, and tied him up for a jump ball. And that just showcases hand-eye coordination, which we all know he has a nose for the ball, his hands, he just gets his hands up balls all the time and, uh, he gets deflections and things like that. But, uh, it also showcases the strength of this kid, man. And Io's 19? Is, how, how old is it? No, is he older? I think he's older. Io doesn't know what age. He's 22. Sorry, he's 22. So not quite that young. But uh, young. 22 is pretty young. And uh, just got the strength of a, of a grown man. Gr- grown man strength, as the as I say. Um, Kobe White obviously caught fire. Uh, I thought Levine, even though with the, you know, maybe bad back or whatever's bothering him uh, still down there battling for the bowl for the boards. I love to see that. And uh, that effort just lets me know that he just wants to win, man. I love Zach Levine. I hope the bulls can get him to that max extension this, this off season. even, you know, even with his, his, the holes in his game, which as I said, off ball defense, I would call that a hole um, ball security late in games. He got the ball later, uh, late the fourth night and he's not hundred percent. So this is a little unfair, but we've seen it so many times before. I don't know if at one hundred percent it's any any different. But he got the ball late in the fourth. Uh, game's not quite in hand yet. It's like a eight nine point lead or something like that with you know a couple minutes left. And drives into a block shot. He's a shot blocked. And we we've seen this um, you know many many times before with Zach Levine. Uh, I thought last season he was like infinitely better at this. Uh, late in games and late game, late game situation decision making, I would call it. And this season, he just seems to have step, taken a step backwards. I don't know if that's because there less of it's less of that pressure's on him. He's he's finding himself less in that situation because mostly it's Damar, and he can also, you know, um, deflect to to, to Vooch and, and give Vooch that, that kind of that kind of uh possession. So maybe he just doesn't feel like it's it's something he needs to do anymore, and that's why he's less good at it, I would say. Um or maybe it's really just something he's not good at. And even with those um deficiencies, even with those those holes in his game, I think he deserves that max contract. I think offensively what he brings um is significantly above the mean. It's worth it's worth that contract. I'll see it right here. See it right now. It's not really that bold to say, I don't think. Um, DeMar DeRozan. uh, Let me talk about Patrick Beverly, DeMar DeRozan. Their little uh, spat there at the end. Uh, Obviously, DeMar just hitting shot after shot after shot, just big clutch shots and and just shots that you're just like, like, wow, what are you supposed to do about that? Um, And he did a couple of them in the fourth against Patrick Beverly. And obviously, Patrick Beverly trying to play his uh, patented, hard-nosed, chippy defense there. Getting up into Marty in Demar Derozan and um, I actually grimaced. <laughs> I actually like in real life grimaced. And, like just dis- like made a dis- that's disgusting face uh, when Demar Derozan had a jump shot because it was just there's just nothing you can do. The guy just it's just a reverse pivot into a fadeaway jumper. Uh, you know, middle range and, and you're gonna follow him. And if you don't follow him, there's just nothing, nothing you can do. If you go straight up, you follow him. If, you, if he fades away, he's gonna he makes it. It's just. It's just it's nuts, man. This guy's nuts. I love having him on my team. I love watching him play basketball. I love that finally, you know, all these years of watching other guys on other teams do that kind of stuff to the Bulls. Now the Bulls have somebody um on our team that can do that to the other teams. And it's just it's a lot of fun to watch. So I get I get why everyone was so having so much fun before and I was hating them. I get the other side of that now. Uh and actually I did hit on uh, DeMar DeRozan's props on Thrive Fantasy. So while I'm talking about that, I want to go ahead and say we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app. We're at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus. on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team. More podcasts for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. You can use the link on my Twitter, which is at BSBPKeith. BSBPKeith. Go to my Twitter profile, and there is a link there for you to go and sign up to start winning money. Uh, and I do post plays there, also, which you can follow me. I, I won some money tonight, so uh, follow me. Let's win some money. Um, right Fantasy. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bull schedule. But this is an important stretch for the Bulls, guys. Um, right before the All-Star break, got a couple of games here. We've got the OKC Thunder... Um, gosh, when is the actual? It looks like they'll. So it looks like they have three games. I think yeah, before the All Star break that looks right. Um, we've got the Thunder, we've got the Spurs, and we've got the Kings. All very winnable games. I want to see the Bulls sweep these. I want to see the Bulls go three zero here. Um, hopefully you know stay in the top two to three seed of the East. I would hope that would happen if they go three and zero here. Thunder, I have no interest in winning. Spurs um, are better than people give them the credit for, but the Bulls should have enough to beat them. Uh, and the Kings uh, have much improved with the addition of Demonte Sabonis, but I think they can still win that basketball game uh, pretty easily. I don't think uh, that the Kings scare me, and, and I hope you guys agree. Uh, you know, love Kings fans. Uh, I think they're heading in the right direction. I think that they have a much better roster construction than they, have, than they had before, but. The Bulls are just a good team, and uh, the Kings are not quite there yet. So 3-0. That's what I'm looking for all these next three games, and uh, the Bulls do play the Thunder tomorrow, so I will be back with you guys to talk about that, and I'm hoping my buddy Trey will be with me as well. Uh, but before I sign off, Ooh, wow, it's like my voice broke like I hit puberty again. Before I sign off, I'll also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock pause match bonuses there as well. I uh, have been seeing something before I do. Uh, I had one more quick thought here before I let you guys go. Uh, do Did see some uh, stuff circulating on Twitter about Gary Harris potentially being bought out and the Bulls maybe having some interest. Um, I I've got minor interest in Gary Gary Harris. I don't think he fits what we need. Um, as far as like holes in the roster, it's never a bad thing to have Gary Harris on your team if you can get him for cheap and you know he's willing to come and and all that good stuff. So I I just don't think there's a good chance they get him. Uh, but maybe AK sees it differently than I do. I mean, I'm not the guy writing the Bulls. Uh, they are so. Uh, Maybe he does end up on the Bulls. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, good three-point shooter. Uh, really found his three-point shot at the of this season. He also is a um, plus defender. Good defender also on the perimeter. So uh, not the worst thing in the world. Not just not something that I'm uh, super stoked about or believe is going to happen. But uh, hey, guys, go follow me on Twitter. I'm at BSBPKeith, if you haven't heard before, at BSBPKeith and go follow the show at eat those bulls and leave us a five-star review on uh that apple podcast uh podcast apple itunes that you're listening on so that we can get more people getting more of their ears and uh have them listening to some more hot bulls action but hey we'll be with you again soon guys until then go